Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I'm your host, Christina. If you follow my ministry, you know I am passionate about reviving and uniting the body of Christ in order to fulfill the Great Commission with extravagant love for one another and for a hurting world. I invite you today to join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and best of all, your testimonies of God's goodness in your lives. Thank you for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host Christina and I am so happy to have you with me here today. I hope that you're having a wonderful day and you are staying safe and warm right where you're at. I've got a great show for you today. I'm excited to bring you some more teaching and we're going to be having some great interviews coming up soon, so take a look out for that. And if you haven't sent me your testimony, I would encourage you to do so. You know, we all need a little goodness and light and beauty in this world today, and we all need to hear more of what Jesus is doing. It just helps encourage each other, and it helps us each along on our faith journey. So thank you so much to those who have sent their testimonies, who are continuing to, and I hope and I pray to see yours there among them. So I love connecting with you guys, and that's just a really great way that we can join the conversation together to reveal more of Jesus. So so I've got a great show for you today. I want to talk to you a little bit about our first love. I know I hear a lot of people saying things like, we've got to return to our first love and things like that. And while I agree with that, there are some things I, I really want to point out and to just help us along on that journey. So the first thing I want to point out is there is something in the Bible called the law of first mention. And the first place that love is mentioned in the Bible is when um, speaking of Abraham and Isaac, Abraham's love for his son Isaac. And uh, typically this is a really good insight into how, you know, the Bible wants us to view love. And so the first mention of love in the Bible is actually in this particular passage of scripture. And so we all know that Abraham loved Isaac. Isaac was a son of a promise. He was not a child born out of human effort. It was a child born out of the effort of God. It was born out of the righteousness of faith and believing God. So Isaac is a very special child. And here we have this illustration of how the father loved Jesus. Jesus, just like Isaac, was not a son born out of human effort. He was born by the Holy Spirit overshadowing Mary. And he was born out of a prophetic promise of a given Messiah. He was born out of a promise that he would be born of a virgin. He was born out of promise. Something that we can never attain through ourselves 
And that's how the Bible wants us to view love. The Bible also states that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That is John 3.16 NIV. The greatest love is the love of the Father for the Son and the love of the Son for us. This is our first love. The Bible goes on to tell us that we love because he first loved us. You see, truthfully, we would not know what love is had the Father not loved the Son and given us the only begotten Son. So when I hear people say, return to our first love, what I want to say is that we need to return to the he loves us. You know, our love, our love for the son, our love for God can always be put into question by the accuser of the brethren. But his love for us can never be put into question because he has demonstrated it through such compassion through such passion on the cross, being willing to be so wounded for our transgressions, so bruised for our sin, the chastisement necessary to bring peace to our lives was laid upon Jesus. It was laid upon his very body, his very blood, his very soul, until it was exhausted. There was no more wrath out against us. It had been exhausted in the body and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. You see, there is no greater love than this for a man to lay down his life for his friends. There's no greater love. This is our first love. It's not that we love him. And we all see this in the example of Peter. And I would encourage you not to be like Peter. Peter is wonderful. And I love Peter. And I think sometimes people, get, people give Peter such a hard time. But I got to tell you, at the end of the day, Peter was the only one who got out of the boat. And, you know, I, I think that counts for something. But where I don't want to emulate Peter is at the denying of Jesus. You know, before the rooster crows three times, you will deny me. Relying on the Son's love for us and the Father's love for the Son, it keeps us from that. It keeps us from saying, oh, I love him more or any of that. You know, we think we can trust in our flesh we think we can trust in our own heart and our own minds and our own strength. And truthfully, I've just found in my own walk, if I trust in myself, I'm setting myself up for a fall. But if I trust in the Father's love for me, if I trust in the Son's love for me, then I am kept safe from that. You know, we see Peter denying Jesus three times, but our beloved Jesus, he reinstates Peter. And says, if you love me, if you only love me like a, like, like a friend, you know, you don't have to agape love me. 
You don't have to love me to the point of sacrifice. If you only love me, like like filio, likeness in the Greek, like like a friendship, like a friend. If you only like me, feed my sheep. If you agapeo me, if you would sacrificially love me, feed my sheep. Like the Father loved us, he sacrificially loved us and gave us a son. I am going to put all of these scriptures up at the end of the show notes. I want to tell you about this uh, vision I had with the Lord um, a few years ago. So I was uh, in this place with the Lord and I saw the vision of this this little girl and she was, oh gosh, probably about seven or eight years old and she was wearing rags, just rags, filthy rags, tattered rags and she was holding this teddy bear and this teddy bear, it had been just ripped and dirty and filthy and she was standing on this tiny little carved out perch and it was so tiny and round And you could tell that she had been standing in this place for a very, very long time. The storms of life had come, and they had whittled away this tiny perch of which she was standing on until it was no bigger than a tennis ball. And all she had left for was one foot and one knee. And her eyes were looking towards heaven, and she was just crying out, And I felt the Lord so strongly say, this is what we look like when we depend on our love for him. We become poor, ragged children of God. Instead of richly blessed, cared for, abundant spaces to run wild and free with him. We cannot stand on our love for him, church. We must stand on his love for us you see because his love for us can never be questioned religion makes no room for the story of the prodigal son religion leaves no room for the father to come running while we are still a long ways off religion says you must you must you must the unmerited favor of god the new covenant of grace, the work in the person of Jesus says, I will, I will, I will. I will be good to you even when you don't deserve it. My love for you can never be questioned even when you fail. Even when you fail, I love you. It's when we fail that we need to keep our eyes focused on his love for us. Keeping ourselves in the love of God is this. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me, despite my failures, despite my shortcomings, despite everything. He loves me, he loves me, he loves me. He is better to us, church, than we could ever imagine. He's more gracious and more kindness than we could ever contain in our little fingers. And I'm going to leave you with this question. Have you repented enough to believe that God is good to you all of the time, even when you fail? This was years ago. I don't remember what I did, but I just remember that I had so 
I felt like I failed. And, you know, I couldn't sleep. I had gotten up early that morning. And the Lord asked me a question. And he never asks me a question that he doesn't already know the answer to. I know that when he asks me a question, he's very serious. In that moment, such fear of the Lord hits me. I just have this supreme awareness of whom I am speaking with. He said, is my mercy not new every morning? And of course, I searched my heart and I found the word of God in my heart. And I said, well, yes, yes, it is. Your mercy is new every morning. I want to encourage you today. His mercy is new every morning. And right now, the only thing you need to do is repent and believe that he is good to you all the time, especially when you do not deserve it. And that he loves you and that you can depend on his love for you and not your love for him. The enemy can have a field day with you if you depend on your love for him. Because in our natural human tendencies, we wax and wane, we ebb and flow, we have emotions and all kinds of things in the midst of life. But he is in solid foundation. This is what the Bible says. These are the people who've built their lives on the rock. And the rock is this. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. This is the crux of the gospel. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ right here. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Despite my failures, despite my shortcomings, my mercy is new every morning. Beloved, I pray that that is settled in your heart today. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it with your friends. If you want more information on our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. We've got information on there about our events, blog posts, the extravagant love store, and more. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Christina Pereira Ministries. Until then, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless you.